Jehoiakim, king of Judah, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, which part of the vessels of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God, and brought the vessels into the treasure house of his God. We'll stop there. We want to look at a thought today. Courage to face in the face of compromising change. Courage in the face of compromising change. I pray you'll give me a listening to, and I believe the Lord to help us today. Let's pray one more time. Zeke, how about leading us to throne of grace? Law Association put out this article this week. All right, let me have everybody's attention. Amen. Get everything settled. I need your attention for a little while. Christian Law Association put out this article this week called The War on Religious Freedom. He goes on to say, and I'll not read the whole article, but he's just some excerpts from it. Friend, the time for mentioned words is over. The current culture in America has declared an outright war on religious freedom. Goes on to say, while the First Amendment remains present and accounted for, many secular Americans believe that it simply does not matter. Goes on to talk about terms like hate language are growing more and more common. In the middle of all of this, America has been brought to a boiling point, something unthinkable, unbelievable, that every state has ordered that all churches close their doors. You can get in your car and you can go to California, you can go to a place and gamble, you can go to a strip joint, but you can't go to church. Something's bad wrong. Talks about the culture and the fact that we must. But he said this, Do you have the faith and strength to be a Daniel and stand for Christ when your whole world has turned against you? I pray that everyone does. It's a great article. And that just prompted my heart to Speak on Daniel this morning. In the book of Daniel, we find that they faced three tests. Uh, we, in our reading, the Babylonians had besieged the city or just took over the city, if you will, and they've taken into captivity. And when they would take people into captivity, they chose the best, the smartest, the best-looking, 
young people of the group. They handpicked them, if you will. And they would use them up. The four was tested when they arrived in Babylon. Then there's a test of the fire furnace. Then, of course, Daniel's test of the lion's den. But each of these started with them getting victory on the first thing. Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's meat. I want you to know Daniel was, was settled. His heart was fixed. As the psalmist said, his heart is established. He should not be afraid. He see the desires upon his enemy. His heart was fixed. But let me remind you, Nebuchadnezzar's heart was fixed as well on changing them. God has blessed us with a multitude of young couples in our church. Oh, how I pray that you'll listen carefully this morning. Because the day will come that I'll not fill this pulpit. Someone else will be behind it. I'm hoping that's going to be a while, but it could be today. And reality is, if this Word finds a place in your heart, you'll have a solid rock Baptist church for your children. But if not, you won't. I started to tell this, how a fundamentalist becomes a liberal. Please note this. There's a great desire in our day to change and to change us. Fundamentalists just believe we believe the fundamentals of the Word of God. It's all what fundamentalist believes. That's what fundamentalist, true fundamentalist, just believes the Word of God for what it says. And many today want to change that. But Nebuchadnezzar, you have to understand the nation of Israel wasn't the first nation they besieged. As a matter of fact, they had become very proficient and very good at changing the people they took into captivity. But I remind you, later on when the contest comes, all but four of them bowed. Everybody else did. Tells me Nebuchadnezzar was very good at changing these young people. So don't belittle the fact that Nebuchadnezzar, he's, he's wicked, no doubt about that. He's satanic, no doubt about that. But I want you to know he had a plan on changing the next generation. And tonight, this morning, I will show you his plan and how he did it. We don't have to guess. He tells us how he did it. So first of all, 
Notice with me, he changed their titles or their names. Now, a name is an identity. A name tells the world who we are. When I had TV, I, I, I loved crime shows. And I was always intrigued that in these crime shows, especially in the inner city, they, had to, they got the street name of the person, but then they had to go try to find the real name that went with the street name. And so we find here, the first thing he did, he changed their name. Now among these were the children of Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And notice what he did. He changed their name. Now to, the, uh, to whom the prince of the youths gave names, he gave also to Daniel the name about Shazar. Now Daniel's name means God is my judge. Belshazzar means keeper of the hidden treasures of Baal. Hananiah, he gives, means grace of the Lord. Shadrach means, if you will, the inspiration of the sun. Mishael, he changed to Meshach, worship of the goddess Shak. Then he said to Azariah, the Lord is a help. To Abednego, servant of the shining fire. So he literally changed their names. And today, in the last several years, there has been this great push to change our names. Hundreds and thousands don't have Baptists on their church names no longer. The Methodists have changed their names. Church of God, churches have changed their names. And the philosophy behind it is, well, more people have come. But may I remind you, what are they going to have when they get there? Oh, I'd remind you there's 7,000 people who have not bowed a knee, still want an old-fashioned, uh, Bible-believing, God-loving, devil-hating church. Baptist church. See, many of our churches started out. Don't, don't miss this. Again, I'm dressing all the young couples under 30. Are you listening? Don't miss this. You're enjoying a church that you, for the most part, didn't pay for. You didn't pay for it. As a matter of fact, most of you are enjoying a place that used to run right here, being mean as the devil, when it was being built. Used to run right here, and somebody swatting at you, sat down. See, the reality is a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people have gave and worked and prayed for you to have, only to find that their identity down the road is not good enough no more, so we need to change it. First thing he did was change their identity, change their title. Change their title. Oh, I pray. Oh, I pray. That when people drive by 20 years from now, Jesus don't come. 30 years from now, it's still solid rock Baptist church. 
I'm not ashamed to be a Baptist. I'd be ashamed if I wasn't. I'm not ashamed to be uh, identified. I'm not ashamed of what we are. So the reality is, he had to change their name. That's the first thing he started. Oh, I want you to know, the bride of Christ have no, has no right to change to suit this world. Hebrews eleven thirteen. These all died in the faith, having not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. First Peter two, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from the flesh and lust which war against the soul. Can I remind you something this morning? Before I got here. And before most of you got here, there's an old man stood down here at this store on the right. Looked up this hill and seen an old building. It was just a dilapidated old building. I mean just dilapidated. Little white church down here. And decided that would be a good place to put a church. Started a mission. And men and people gave sacrificially. And they decided on the name. They decided to call it Solid Rock Baptist Church. Down through the years, hundreds of people have given and worked and labored for us to be here. And it's easy to criticize something you inherit, but you've not built. I'm a little bit concerned about a generation that gets something handed to them with no appreciation what it took to get it there. I'm a little bit alarmed by that. Oh, there'd be a lot of giving, a lot of, a, lot of, a lot of work, a lot of labor, a lot of giving because of what we have here. Be careful. Don't let nobody change your name. Well, they love to. This world is wanting to change our name. They want you to take the name off the sign. They want to change the name of church. They want to call it an assembly. Praise God, you name the assembly. You can assemble at Walmart. This is a church. It's the house of God. It's not like the world. It's not Walmart. It's the church of the living God. Jesus bled and died. On this rock I'll build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Praise God for the church. What he bled and died for Let's not change our titles. May I say also, notice, he changed their talk. They no longer had a Jewish name, but a Babylonian names. And so he started changing their talk. They couldn't talk to the king the way they always talked. Boy, this, this, it's amazing to me how our talk has changed. I mean, it used to be, you must be born again. Now it's called making a decision. He used to be, you need to get right with God. Now it's just starting over. He used to be an adultery. Now it's just an affair. He used to be drunkenness. Now it's a disease. They can't help themselves. He used to be sin, but now it's just a mistake. He used to be fornication, 
But now it's just consenting adults. He used to be sodomites and abomination. Now it's called an alternate lifestyle. Our language has changed. Once change starts, it's extremely hard, if not impossible, to stop. We, we, we justified. And what's happened in our world today is it's got its own language. And it's amazing to me. It's amazing how we moved and how we changed. Changed our talk. Used to witness. But now we're afraid to even share that we're a Christian. Oh, he changed their talk. Their language was changed. There used to be a day we talked about how wonderful God is. Now we're talking about how bad COVID is. Now we talk about how, about how hard this what we used to be. It used to be a, a thankfulness. Now it's a, a complaint. When the truth of the matter is, there's not a one of us sitting in this room that doesn't have reason to be thankful. The Bible says in this course with thanksgiving. It's not thanksgiving yet, but I'm going to throw that in the end. We need to in this course with thanksgiving. Why our speech ought to be. Why it's come to the place that we're if, if even given the opportunity. And boy, I'm, I'm finding opportunities everywhere I turn. And I, I tell you what's the truth, to share the gospel and give out a gospel track. We're afraid to, we're ashamed to. We want to justify our talk. We changed our talk. Changed our language. We don't want you to sound like them hillbilly Hebrews again. We want you to sound like the Babylonians. We want your speech to change. We want your speech to change. See, I'm, I'm well aware of something. But don't, miss, don't misunderstand this. When I make this statement, see, somebody in a, in a secular world that's dying and going to hell would say to me, well, you'll not get very far the way you talk. Well, first of all, they're lying. Because I'm going to get way far. I'm going to get to heaven with it. Second, it's who I am. It's who I am. If I've got to be a hypocrite and change the way I talk to please you, then what are they? Amen? See, I think taters are still taters. Don't, don't, don't ask me. I, well, they're, they're potatoes. No, they're taters. How many understands what taters is? I'm in good company. See, you're just as just like I am. You might as well enjoy it. Might as well enjoy the trip. See, the world would say, if you talk like that, you won't go very far. I'm not interested in going far in the world. I'm interested in going far with Jesus. Then will change your talk. I'm not interested in being these step charts better than somebody else. Think there's some great. When in reality, they're probably dying and going to hell at a breakneck speed. I'm interested in pleasing the Lord. He said, change their talk. Not only, first of all, he said, we're going to change your title. Then he said, we're going to change your talk. Then he said, we're going to change your table. We're going to change your appetites. And at the end of the ten days, notice, 
He brought them out their food. Here they come. And they brought out all that pork chops and bacon and, and ribs and all that, I mean, all that stuff. And they said, listen, we, we, can't, we can eat that. So they wanted to change their appetite. And at the end of 10 days, their countenance, he said, oh, Daniel said, listen, Daniel purposed his heart. He said, listen, I'm not going to defile myself with the king's meat, nor with the wine which you drank. Therefore, he requested the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. He said, I'll tell you what you do. He said, I'm not going to change my appetite to satisfy you. You bring me that pea soup, and I'll eat that pea soup, and by the end of 10 days, if we don't look healthier than the rest of the crowd, then you can deal with us. But if we do look healthier than the rest of the crowd, then it should be okay. At the end of 10 days, they looked, they looked healthier than the crowd that had been eating that junk. Here's what he said. It wasn't about the food. They wanted to change their appetite. And the first thing that's going to change when the devil changes you, he'll change your appetite. May I remind you, some of you used to love church. Some of you used to be excited about church. Now, all you do is come in and criticize about what other people are not doing. Now, you'd be happy if we canceled services. Well, ask you a question. Are you happy? Now, God, let's get, let's get great going on. Are you happy when we cancel services? Or do you, do you find an opportunity where I need something from God? And you come, appetite starts changing. Why well, I realized that they wanted to change your He said that vile means the ideal of soiling or, or polluting, if you will. And more and more, the influence of old men are being replaced by younger men who slip slowly, not, not, not quickly, slip into the contemporary music to become popular. And one of the reasons is the worldliness of God's people. There's no conviction. There's no convictions. When's the last time God got a hold of your heart? Oh, surely we're not like the children of Israel. Moses, you're in there and take too much on yourself. Who put you in charge? Since we're all holy. You're what? You're all what? You're all holy. And Moses said, let's let God decide who's holy. And God opened up the earth and swallowed that crowd up. Because the truth is, ain't none of us as holy as we need to be. There ain't none of us robbed. Some of you have got this idea you've arrived. I'm ready to, I, just ask me. I, I'm telling you, but get over yourself. And realize the devil's changing your appetite. See, some of you used to love to serve but now services are dread. And it begins with the worldliness. And I must say, it begins with the worldliness of God's men.
where it begins. I'm telling you, folks, this ought not be. And let me just serve notice. Let me just serve notice across our church. I need every, I need every lady to pay attention. If you have a need and you text me, then Darlene, you'll get a reply from Miss Steins. Not from me. Let me tell you why. I know four pastors that are out of the ministry today because of texting women in their church. And it went too far. And that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. If I need you to do something, ladies, I'm going to get Miss Steins to text you for me. That way, there's nothing going to be said. Amen. See, the reality is, this thing has got... Why? Because God's men. The other day, a man told me his pastor preached in, in, in blue jeans and a t-shirt. When's it, what, what, what? What's happened to the, to, the, to the position in place? Why are we just all of a sudden changing... What's all? Why are we changing so? I'm gonna tell you something. We, the fundamentals become liberals when we change our appetite for the kings. Because see, when you start changing music, the dress, everything else. By the way, I still think women ought to wear a dress to the house of God. I still think men ought to look like men. It's God's house. Because once you start changing, then pretty soon. The old King James Bible is not good enough. Let's throw it out and get something else. The old hymnal's not good enough. Let's throw it out and get something else. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, the, the modest dress, mainly old-fashioned preaching, purity. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou examples of believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Holiness, follow peace with all men. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. As the ideal... We start throwing things out, moving. He changed their titles. He changed their talk. He changed the table. He literally changed their, their diet, wanted to change them. Well, the next thing has it, been such a challenge, and I need you to listen to me carefully. And please don't ask me this question. Did this happen to Daniel and his three friends? Because I cannot answer it for you. I don't know the answer. But I'll tell you what they did do. They changed them totally. They turned them into eunuchs. And I know I'm in a mixed crowd, so I'll explain it this way. If you want more definition that I'm giving, see me after service. They physically changed them to where they couldn't reproduce. They physically changed them to where they could not reproduce here's what the devil does the devil doesn't want you producing more like you he just wants to use you up then when he's done using you up throw you away that's it that's all he wants to do he wants to use you up when he's done using you up so he does not want you reproducing. How many loves God? 
Worst thing can happen, you teach your children to love God. How many of you believe the Bible? Worst thing can happen, you teach your children to love the Bible. How many love church? Worst thing can happen for you to teach your children to love church. So he changed them, turned them all into eunuchs to where they could not reproduce. Luke 19, it was Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Can I, can I just shake you real good? Can I, can I personally shake you? We better wake up and get off of ourselves and ask the question, is my son going to heaven? My daughter going to heaven? And my grandchildren going to heaven? Are they saved? Are they saved? Are they saved? Are they going to heaven? You better get off. You, we need to get your head out of your sand and get you get get know yourself. Get concerned. Is your family going to heaven? Because no matter your justification, when you stand before God and you're saved, and your children are brought up there. And your children say, Mom, Dad, why, why did you tell me? Well, I was concerned about COVID. I was concerned about myself. I was selfish. I was self-centered. And I didn't care. And they'll be drug off to hell for an eternity. There's something bigger than us. I love my I love my children. I do. And I've not been able to give them much in this world. And I I'm spending all their inheritance every dime of it. Amen. Or giving it away. And I love them dearly. There's one thing I want to make sure. I want to make sure when I leave this whole world, I'll see them again. I want to make sure they're saved. I want to make sure they're born again. I want to make sure they know Jesus. I want to make sure they love the Lord to carry on when I'm gone. Because that's how you live on. Teach them to love God. So they can teach my grandchildren. And then my grandchildren. Do you recognize, Matthew, your grandchildren are sitting by here? That's hard to believe, ain't it? That's hard to comprehend, ain't it? But they are. My great-great-grandchildren are sitting here after marriage. Throw that in. Amen. Keep on straightening out. All right. My great grandchildren, I'm going to be gone. So you got to teach them. And then you got to teach my great grandchildren. We, we got to, he changed their total. 
only. That's why they couldn't reproduce. You, you've got a nice home. But your children going to heaven. Got a nice car, but your children saved. Got money in the bank, but your children saved. You got all the, but your children saved by the grace of God. See, they couldn't reproduce. One of the greatest challenges is taking changes taking place today is this. You get in your house and you stay. Don't you dare move out of your house. I'm going to tell you a little secret. And I, 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 I really could care less. No governor is going to tell me what I can do in my home. Amen. And gentlemen, there's something wrong with you if you're allowing other people to tell you what to do in your home. home. I just ain't going to happen. He's not paying my bills. Amen. He'll not tell me how many and how. He's wrong. He is wrong. Not only do the Constitution we have a right, but we have a right in the sight of God. What goes on in our home? Because you see, what he's saying is, don't don't talk to these kids. You stay you stay isolated. Don't you talk to these? Don't you talk to? Don't you don't you get around and love on them and say, "Honey, are you saved?" Don't don't do that. You stay isolated. Stay separated, and then the devil will doom their souls. To an eternity without God. He moved them, he changed them. Turned them into eunuchs. Again, don't come and ask me. Don't ask me. Did this happen to Daniel and his three friends? I can't answer that. I don't know the answer to that. Final commission. Something else I'm seeing happen. A lot of times, somebody comes to an altar. Somebody takes them to a back room. Looks good. Sounds good. But ain't good. Robs the church. It robs the church of a victory. It robs the Holy Ghost of God from convicting somebody else. And it robs the joy. Boy, it was It was good. And that little lady got saved last week, wasn't it? That was good. I seen Grandma and Daddy and family back there smiling. It's good. Joy robs it. He robs it. See, we've got to be careful about moving. Couldn't be produced. Jesus came and spake to them, saying, All the powers given to me in the heaven and earth, and go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever. I've commanded you, Lord, I'm with you even to the ends of the world. Amen. He commissioned his followers. He said, Go. And he make disciples of all the nations. Say in Acts chapter 1, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses in me in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria to the uttermost parts of the world. He commissioned them to go, he commissioned them to baptize, and he commissioned them to teach all Christians what he's commanded. May I remind you, I find no clause in there that if we have COVID, we can't do that. Boy, you might get COVID. 
Can I ask you a question? If you got COVID, what do you think would happen? 95%, nothing. 95%. See, we, we believe the lies of this world to the point it's locked us down. Oh, I know some of you say, go ahead and believe that. But what you want to do is you shut the door to your children and to your family. Fifth thing. He changed their titles. He changed their talk. He changed their table. And he changed them totally. But last of all, he changed their trust. What they worship. Then at what time? You hear the sound of the cornet and the flute and the harp and the sack button and psaltery, dulcimer and all kinds of music. Ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. God help us. That's exactly what we're doing across this nation. It's not even golden. We're bowing down and worshiping it. Wow. There are certain Jews, they said, whom they have set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these men, O king, have not regarded thee, nor served, they serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou set up. King, that's a fundamentalist I hear. Probably Baptist that's just stubborn up not going to bow down to your God. What you going to do about it? Bring him here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered, said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we're not careful to answer thee in this matter. They didn't get mad. They didn't burn cities. They didn't riot. They didn't shoot at the police. It be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. He will deliver us out of thine hand, O King. But I love this. But if not, be it known unto thee, O King, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship thy golden image, which thou hast set up. He said, just, just, just let me serve notice. King, by the way, let me stop here and say this. It didn't start there. It started when they changed their name. See, they changed their name. But if you had talked to them, Daniel said, What's your name, Daniel? Hanai never changed it. They changed his name, but Hanai went by Hanai. He didn't change his name. They changed his name. Tried to. See, the reality is, the reality is, it didn't start then. And what's being displayed today is, I'm going to tell you, it's, it's big time. What's being displayed across our country today, big time, is what we believe about God. How much we believe God. And we're bowing. We're just simply bowing. Without any fuss, fight, whatsoever, we're just bowing. See, they could have made excuses. We would fall down but not actually worship the idol. 
They could have said, we won't become idol worshipers, but we'll worship this one time, then ask God for forgiveness. Lord, how mercy. The king has absolute power. We must obey him. God will understand. King appoint us so we owe it to this. If this is a foreign land, so God will excuse us to follow the customs of the land. Our ancestors said, I don't got temple. This is half as bad. We're not hurting anybody else. We can get ourselves killed in some pagans. Our position, we won't be able to help our people. they got all kinds of excuses. We've done much the same thing. We've excused old-fashioned worship and conviction and testimony that honors Jesus. Sad, but we changed Christ for the crowd. Today, we've got to be careful. It's going to take some courage. It's going to take some courage. The world would tell you, no, you're a coward. But in fact, it's courage that stands in the face of compromising change and says, I'm not changing. I'm not changing. I still believe the old books to get the job done. I still think preaching's the answer to man's issues. I still believe in church. I still believe in old-fashioned husbands and wives loving one another and treating each other right. I still believe. I still believe you've got to be saved to go to heaven. I still believe you'll be baptized after you're saved because God commanded. I still believe you'll be settled at the house of God. I still believe some things I'm not moving on. See, what's happened is we've so moved the church to become anemic and weak Christianity. Paul wrote to young Timothy and said this, I charge thee therefore before God and Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead in his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come. Oh, I don't know. We're not here now. For the time will come when thou not endure sound doctrine, but after the own lust shall seek, heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. For they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. God says the time will come they'll turn from the truth. Today, I'm going to ask you a question. If you died right now, Everybody look up at me now, just for a minute. If you died right now, do you know that you'd go to heaven? No ifs, and buts about it. No. Well, maybe. I, ho- I hope so. You know, hope your way into hell is what you're going to do. Do you know that you're saved and going to heaven? If not, I'm going to tell you the great stories that have been told. As a man called Jesus left the pools of glory come robed in flesh and died to pay your sin debt. Now, there's one or two things that's going to happen. Now, we're all sinners. All of us. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All of us. The wages of sin is death. You die for your sins. 
or you believe in someone that died in your place. It's that simple. The sin that's going to be paid. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. You know what happened when I got saved? As a little boy, I said, God, I'm a sinner. Please be merciful to me, a sinner. Jesus said, you'll trust me and believe me. I'll pay your sin debt. And that's exactly what he did. He paid my sin debt. And now I get to go to heaven, not because I'm a preacher. Not because I'm good, because there's none good. Not because I'm a Baptist. Not because of any of those things. I get to go to heaven today because I've trusted in Jesus Christ as my Savior that paid my sin debt. And when I stand before God, He's going to look and say, the debt's been paid. Bill's clear. Here this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed, we need to, we need, let's all stand to our feet. With every head bowed and every eye closed,